Good morning, Mr. Bush. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Good to hear your voice. Neil Bush is the founder and chair of the George H. W. Bush Foundation for U.S.-China Relations, in memory of his father, the 41st President of the United States, and his important work for these two countries. Now Neil Bush is extending that legacy in this coronavirus outbreak. In the last weeks, he's been a pivotal figure in initiating a donation to China of two million face masks at a time when health workers there are struggling to protect themselves and the people they treat. I called him in Texas to discover this story. Neil Bush, thanks very much for speaking with us. As this coronavirus outbreak spills outside of China and into the world. The Bush China Foundation acted fast in January,、uh, mobilizing community, using its own relationships to get two million masks over to people who need them over in China, including the health workers. You helped initiate this whole movement. Why was it so important to you?、Um, I just believe, and my father believed, that we're all. One human race, you know, and problems that happen in China aren't exclusive to China, and that's bearing out to be truer now than we thought back when we first got involved with helping China, you know, find source source supplies and and find remedies to these problems. You know, now it's become a pandemic. It's 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 popping up in Italy and little villages in Korea and all over the place, and 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 in, in America, we're now being warned of this threat. Uh, so it's a it's a global problem, and as a citizen of this world, you know we we as Americans should, and we've done this historically, should jump in and be on the front lines of helping folks contain, you know, potential catastrophes、uh, like this. And and frankly, I'm I'm so impressed with how how you know quickly and how.、Um, Um, you know, with such efficacy, the Chinese government has seen the seriousness of this challenge and has addressed it. And I'm worried that if if the pandemic becomes a serious challenge to the United States, I just wonder if we're able to mobilize, you know, all the agencies and and、um, institutions to be able to protect our people as well as the Chinese have reacted over there. So anyway, we of course. The Bush China Foundation can do everything we can.、Uh, we work, worked in collaboration with the, the U.S.、Uh, China Business Council and with other organizations, you know, here. So it's not just us, but our team has been the catalyst for it. And I'm very proud of that. You're working on global solutions at the Bush Foundation. Tell me about what you're doing in terms of a vaccine. Yeah, well, it's, it's co- just by coincidence we happen to know a group here in Houston, Texas, that read about our activity、um, in in addressing the needs in China,、um, and the CEO of this company, Grefex, came to us and and said we've got a platform which is unique of all vaccine type pl- platforms that allows you to take the genetic DNA or the code of the virus of the strain of virus. And、um, we'll, we'll then、uh, immediately develop a vaccine around it. It's it's a it's an approach that uses a synthetic algor- algorithmic thing. I'm not a scientist, but according to the to the experts, it's harmless to human use. So if you put it into a human, there's no way it'll cause any kind of damage, and potentially could be the vaccine. 
that's required to, to kind of to, to protect the, the workers on the front lines and to protect citizens. Interestingly, James, I've heard that this is a that this virus, this strain of virus, has mutated, that has changed, and the the vaccines that are developed for a certain strain of virus, if if the strain has mutated, won't be effective in treating that mutated version. This platform has the potential. It's not been proven yet, and they're going to have to go through all the government authorizations. Hopefully, fast track you know approvals. Uh, but this this platform has the ability to mute to change as the virus or as the strain mutates. So um, we're very hopeful. It's it's a long way from being proven, uh, but anything that gives hope, not just for Chinese, you know, doctors and medics that are on the front lines, the patients that are in you know in harm's way in hospitals, or the just citizens all over the world. It, but for gl- global consumption, we need to find ways. Uh, to to help protect people. And and this kind of a vaccine development is really critical. The Bush China Foundation represents, symbolizes, and leverages the best of the talents of two countries, China and the United States, through the legacy and the work of your father, President George H.W. Bush, but also your mother, Barbara Bush. When you look at the U.S. and China, they did fantastic work in the Ebola response which of course broke out again in 2014 in a couple of countries over in West Africa. You know the whole history. You've been a participant in that history since you were a young man yourself. What happens when they get together and what could they do on the front lines of health again, whether it be for this virus or for another global health challenge? Uh, Well, there's clearly a, a need, not just for the United States and for China to collaborate, but as the two largest economies in the world, for sure, we need to lead and, and lead together. Uh, but I love the idea of a, of a multilateral, multinational approach. This, this virus, this pandemic, as it's becoming, is going to affect everyone in our people in countries in Europe, countries in Africa, all over the, the world. And so we need to bring together forces for good, multinational forces, health experts, to try to find you know the, the the right way to combat this and to address this in a way that's consistent country to country to country and that protects humanity that protects us protects people so yeah I mean my dad was always as president and through his diplomatic career a believer in bringing nations together not building walls but establishing collaborations and in cases like this it's imperative that we put away our national pride and we work together, uh, you know, as to find our common humanity to, to, to protect humans across borders and across the world. There is no shortage of leaders in global health resounding that clarion warning that the world needs to get ready, not only for this outbreak, but for the next global health emergency, whether it be a disease epidemic or pandemic that will surely occur even after this coronavirus. Your foundation sounded that same warning. What happened then? We brought together experts in 2016, right here in Houston, Texas, where I where I office and work and live. Um, brought brought together the head of the CDC and experts from U- the U.S. and comparable experts from China, including businesses, academics, and and medical and, and health experts, and they collaborated. Broke up into small groups, talked, presented in large plenary sessions, but co- established this 
notion that we have to have a deeper, better collaboration because as we've discussed, the pandemic or the, the infectious disease doesn't know borders. <laughs> and it doesn't just, you know, um, it doesn't discriminate against cultures or people. And so as a, as a common thread of our humanity, this conference brought together people with this notion that we should be prepared and help other countries prepare for an outbreak like this and be prepared for a response. And I think the response has been, you know, more fluid and the Chinese have been more transparent and there's more willingness for collaboration now and i'm not going to say that our conference deserves credit for that but we we help promote that concept in a way that it makes it okay to you know to 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 address these problems in a multilateral way now you've experienced the fallout of this outbreak yourself as countries begin to wreck travel restrictions i think you were just a couple of days ago in south korea what happened at that time and what did you see when you were in seoul yeah, I was I was there with my wife um, three weeks ago or so, um, and we had the intention of coming to Hong Kong because I wanted to introduce my wife's very first visit to Asia. Wanted to introduce her to friends in Hong Kong and business associates, and just introduce her to Hong Kong, which is a dynamic, beautiful place to visit. Uh, so we were there. I gave a speech on uh, on Tuesday. We we had toured around on Monday. Wednesday, flights started being canceled from Hong Kong back to the U.S. So we hightailed it back to the U.S. Or else we would have been stuck in Hong Kong. Or if we had gotten to Hong Kong, might have been quarantined on the way back. So it's clearly last year, James. I went to China thirteen times. I checked on my passport the stamp thirteen stamps. Uh, this year already, I've been once in January. I got close when I was in Seoul, but couldn't make it to, to Hong Kong. And and, I, and my travel's now restricted through at least mid-April. I have, I have no idea when there's going to be, you know, when Americans are going to be allowed to, to go into China and then come back out without being quarantined for two weeks. So, so business isn't put on hold. We still have communications like this, and, you know, I, and we and I communicate with my partners and business associates. And, and by the way, I'm very proud of the folks I'm working with in China. They're working hard and devoting a lot of our corporate resources to 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 work to finding solutions in China and outside of China. So you know, everyone's doing the best they can there. Uh, but and now business is starting to slowly you know, get back on track. Boy, it was quiet for, you know, through Chinese, from Chinese New Year for that extended two or three weeks. It was really quiet out of China, as you know. So you feel that there is some semblance or some sign of a semblance of normality beginning to return, at least in your own interactions? For my interactions, people who have been working from home are now going to the office in Beijing, in Chengdu, um, you know, but there's still a, a lot of concern and there's still great precautions being taken, you know, and people are far more aware of the, you know, the, the potential risk, you know, the, I guess, James, the challenge is that the, the a carrier of this virus could be asymptomatic. You, you may not know they wouldn't have a runny nose or a fever or a cough or anything that indicates they've got it. And so you just have to be overly cautious in that kind of environment and, and and thank goodness none of the folks i'm associated with with the enterprises that i'm involved with in china have come down with an infection identified as coronavirus so so far so good um but you know thousands and thousands of others haven't been so lucky i think the expression of your solidarity 
is very important. I have to ask you this at the end of this conversation we're having. You're sitting right in front of a great Chinese ink painting. Is there a story behind that? Um, it was beautiful. I have no idea what the Chinese says. I'll be honest with you, but it was a beautiful gift. Uh, that I was given. I actually have another one on the other wall that's also beautiful. So I frame them, put up, put them up in my office, and I get tra- I, I get a sense of tranquility, and you know, I just, I just uh, love this art. I, I'll give you a better, clearer picture of it, but yes, it's a nice scene. You want a quick tour of my office? On record? Yeah, sure. I'll show you a couple of things okay. in here that you can use, but not use. But this is this is kind of fun. So this is a. This plank right here, and I'll try to get you in a close-up. This piece, this thing right here, is a piece of wood from the Oval Office where my brother um, worked at, when he served as president. This is a letter that he wrote me when he left the White House, January twenty, January twentieth, in uh, two thousand nine. There's a picture of the actual Oval Office right there. So that's a treasured gift. This this piece right here, this framed piece is a is a um um kind of a reflection that i am a plank owner and you have to google that james to figure out what that is of a commissioned um aircraft carrier called the uss george hw bush the c and b 77 so uh, so it's a it's something i'm very proud of uh, uh, one of the, the last of the nuclear fleet of ships that my that was named after my dad that is helping keep the peace around the world. Here's some family photos that you'll see. There's the gathering of the entire family Christmas two years ago when my mom and dad were still alive. Of course, I wouldn't be a good grandfather if I didn't have my grandfather pictures. And then here's a here's the Chinese mural or you know uh, art that I was referring to. So stunning. I'm a I'm a very I'm a very lucky man. I've got a beautiful office adorned with family photos and here's a, I'll give you another shot of some of my family photos so there's myself and dad um there's my my all my brothers and me if I can get that to that zoomed in so there's George Darrow Marvin Neil and Jeb in that lineup and so anyway I'm a, I'm a very lucky man James well and I'm very lucky to be able to be uh given a quick tour around your office but through that to have a snapshot not only of the two countries but also of the great great work that your family has made to all humankind not only to two countries as you say thank you james thank you those are kind words and i'm very proud of the family's contribution to you know to peace on earth and goodwill to all men and you just offered a word a little bit earlier and that was tranquility And everybody wishes tranquility to everybody around the world, including in America, at this very uncertain time for all of us in this shared global landscape that we have. James, you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you very much for calling. The China Current continues its special coverage on the coronavirus outbreak. Go to our social media, at The China Current, and our website for interviews, videos, and podcasts. I'm James Chow. Thank you.